you know, my little warning, you know, on the commercials when there's this little script on there that says side effects and all that good stuff. So, <laughs> so, I, so I have to give them the, the, the side effects. and thank you for joining us again. This is the Fractional Executive Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Kauf. This podcast is for owners of small businesses of $500,000 to $10 million in annual revenue whose growth has plateaued. With me today is Ernie Humphrey. Ernie, thank you for joining us. Ernie is the CEO of Treasury Webinars. He's the founder of 360 Thought Leadership Consulting and he's on the board of advisors for Born Capital. He's an expert trainer among many other things. And I've gotta, I've gotta say this one, cause it's unusual. He is a finance funny stand-up comedian, which to be honest, Ernie, if somebody told me I had to get up in front of people and tell jokes, I'm a terrible joke teller. That would probably be the thing that I would fear more than death. But thank you again for joining us. And if you could just start our podcast out to tell us a little bit about you and how you became the thought leader that you are and this webinar expert. I don't know anybody who's been on maybe more than 100 webinars, right? You've done and been involved in over 500. So my guess is you know a little bit about webinars. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> been a journey uh, to becoming someone that loves to hear themselves speak. Uh, too much people tell me <laughs> when I was young, I stuttered so much. I could hardly get words out. So maybe that was oh. my motivation, uh, in becoming, um, what I've turned into today. So as you mentioned, I've had a very, I would say unique background. We're going to be in Indiana this weekend, big time. Um, so then I also, uh, so that was my academia. I worked at a professional association, uh, for a while. I worked at a publicly traded mid-market company for a while. Then I worked at a startup for a while, and then I've also started a few of my own companies. So I've probably seen the gamut, um, the best and the worst um, of everything. So I think I have let my life evolve my career journey. So I started out in treasury. I wanted to be a treasurer, and then I found out that I like to write. I've always kind of wanted to teach, so I like to write. I like to get up and share my knowledges and my failures, knowledges, knowledge and failures. Uh, which have been many. So once I was at an association, uh, they were they used to call me Mustang because they usually put a fence around people, and I didn't imagine me in a cubicle. Uh, that's probably not a good idea um, for anyone. So that didn't work out very well. Then I started working at a company called Performative, and we built the largest online community of finance professionals uh, way back in the day. And then we started doing a lot of in-person seminars and then we eventually transitioned into webinars and I helped our clients also write um, like best practices about treasury, finance, accounting. So I, I enjoy writing and I enjoy reading and I enjoy sharing and I enjoy trying to make uh, people laugh. And the, the more sour someone's look is on their face, the more more engaged I get. The more someone looks at me like I don't want to talk to you, that kind of fires me up. So that, that's the kind of person I am. So. Uh, so, so really it's evolved. So once I started my own company, it's kind of, I follow, uh, what works. So I'll take a step back at performative. I wasn't in marketing. Um, I was a treasury expert, but our marketing guy was more of a PR guy. So I just kind of took that on naturally. Cause I saw we needed that. 
So I kind of became a marketing person. And the reason that worked was that I had experience doing the jobs we were trying to market to. So a lot of uh, that's, I guess it's probably a lot of business owners too, why they have success is they sat in the seat, right? Of the people they serve. So they know right. how to message right. and engage them. So that's pretty uh, important. And so I've gone into doing public speaking and then I do a lot of webinars really. And I, I speak a lot on webinars. That's because I have a, a minute pulse for entertainment and finance, which is unusual. So, so that's really been my webinars business, but then I've had to pivot a little bit because everyone does webinars, right? So I've had to redefine my revenue channels, uh, more doing surveys and finding other ways to add value in terms of thought leadership, marketing strategy. So I've always had to come up with new ways to drive my revenue. So I always have, even though I have the same businesses, I have as many ores in the water as possible. And I'm fortunate enough that I'm active enough with my professional brand that people reach out to me all the time with potential business opportunities. So that's a long-winded answer, but more than you wanted. No, that's, that's a great answer. And, and in that, you were talking about online communities and engagement. Yep, yep. Therefore, let me get this in here. So for you who are listening, please like, follow, and subscribe. And for us to do that, that helps us grow the show and have great guests on like Ernie here, and that then helps you grow your business. In addition to that, we do want this to be interactive. So please drop comments below if you've got questions, uh, things like that, and Ernie and I can get back to you um, on those items. Ernie, you've got this great experience uh, that you've talked about with online communities, kind of learning marketing from being able to relate to who you're marketing to. Like you said, lots of business owners, that's, that's what happens. So when you're talking about kind of that marketing strategy and your experience in that, what have you learned about marketing strategy around your approach? Uh, I, I think um, one of the things um, that I'll say, it, it's become a word. Um, there's a word called thought leadership. And I think I started doing that many years before um, that became a term, but really um in marketing uh you're trying to if you have someone especially if you're an owner you want to you want to get your professional brand out there as an expert uh in what you do no matter what that is maybe it's in in the product but what you're trying to do is figure out ways to offer value to your customers so it's not just hey i can sell you this great technology solution it's that i understand your challenges and i'm going to share with you other resources right that you might need so whatever I've been doing, I've always tried to get involved in the professional associations um, of those I am serving or trying to help. So, so you got to look for ways to collaborate, to reach your audience. And also it's about identifying opportunities to reach your target audience and build trust with them. And I would say a one-to-many setting instead of the one-on-one -on -one marketing, even phone calls. So become a, become a speaker, become an industry expert and just become a volunteer that people know that they can reach out to uh, if they if they want to help. So sometimes I work with people that I compete with. That's fine with me. Um, I'm trying to offer value. And so in marketing, know what you do. And what I've done is define your niche, own your niche, redefine your niche. And when someone comes at you with an opportunity, if it's not your niche, pass it along to someone you know does a good job. And that's going to help your brand. Thanks, Ernie. I think that's really important to uh, to talk about and to focus on is that niche. And you're not there for everyone. 
you're there to serve a very specific um, group of people. You know, as we were talking prior to the podcast, one of the things that kind of jumped out at me about you is um, one of your nicknames has been the Y guy. But with that, what I thought was interesting was you were talking about how it can be important to part ways with customers that aren't in alignment with what you do. You kind of just touched on that. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So, so for me, um, we always say, you know, culture is very important, right? Whether you're within your organization, I think it's also important that you have culture alignment uh, with your customers. And so I have a unique way of doing things. So usually I make strong connections with the people that I work with, maybe they're marketing people and the CEOs at their companies. And so I have a way of working successfully uh, with companies because I have a, I do a lot of things and I have to be efficient in that. But I need to make sure that they respect how I do things and they don't try and put me uh, in a box. So I've had several instances where I started partnering with companies that were probably about 25 to 50 million in revenue. And then they've grown to unicorn companies. So they've got to be over a billion dollars. What's happened more than once is once companies get really big, they start hiring a lot of people, uh, the people you've worked with, you kind of get separated from them. And then you lose your, uh, I would say your voice within their organization and there becomes misalignment. And so it's almost, it becomes difficult for me to work with companies, the larger they, they get. So I have to make the tough decision of deciding to part ways uh, with them because it's not beneficial to me and I don't have very much of a filter. We'll talk about that later. Being a human being all the time, I have a hard time uh, hiding my frustration sometimes. And so when your culture, your objectives, your efficiency go out of line uh, with your customers, you shouldn't be afraid to part ways. And I've done it uh, a few times. I've parted ways with my largest com- customers, which is scary, but I've been fortunate enough that I've had people on the bench who've wanted to work with me and who I've wanted to work with. And I've been able to actually replace my biggest customers and get deals with kind of the people that took their slot in with even multiples bigger uh, deals. So it takes a lot of courage and you should have things backed up, but uh, you deserve to be happy uh, in your life. And, and you, if you've had success with a customer, there's a reason for it. If they are putting barriers to what made you successful, uh, then it's time for you to part ways and have a better ROI from your time. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good point, Ernie, because a a lot of us will not want to part ways with our largest customer because we'll have anxiety over that, even if we have folks kind of on the bench that we could work with. But I think what you said is really important. You've been successful for a reason more than likely you're going to keep being successful, right? Right. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, Again, this is an interactive podcast. We want to make sure that you as listeners can get your questions answered. So please drop comments below uh, for Ernie and myself. And again, please like, follow, and subscribe the podcast. That way we can grow the show and help you grow your business. And that way, you can get your business off that terrible no growth plateau that you're currently stuck on right now. Um, Ernie, you know, the other thing that really stood out to me as we were talking before the podcast was how you 
are very adamant about you being the same guy 24-7. And I think that probably has come from experiences that you had, your own personal development as a founder um, and as an executive working with other companies. Can you talk a little bit about that, being the same guy 24-7? Probably even within the last five years, it's a good thing that's become more acceptable. So I would say I'm getting a little longer in the tooth, but I'd say it's certainly like 20 years ago. Um, I think people were expected to have a business switch when they're in the office, when they're dealing with people, when they're talking to their employees. And so, for example, uh, if you have to part ways with an employee, you're supposed to act a certain way. You can't show emotion. Um, if something bothers you that somebody does, you're not supposed to mention it to them. You're not supposed to become friends with your employees and your coworkers. And so it's almost as if you're expected, like I said, to have a switch. And so I have, I have been terminated more than once because I got to the point where I let somebody make me turn the switch on. Uh, and when they pushed it too far for me to be a business person and there was issues with an employee and I, and I saw they weren't being treated uh, treated fairly. I think my filter got a little bit too open. So, so to me, uh, that's what it means. And if you're ever in a business or a situation where you're not allowed to be a human being, uh, I would sincerely hope that you value your time enough to find a way to back out of that situation, uh, and be who you are. Cause that's, that's not, that's not a mentally healthy environment for anyone. Yeah, I mean, I think you bring up a really good point, Ernie, because as you were talking about culture alignment with your customers, which is probably not the first thing you think of, there's certainly culture alignment with who you hire, right? Right. And from that standpoint, if you're trying to build a culture based on your values that your again, your company is built on, it's your company, they're your values. Um, that's something that really does make a lot of sense. You're the same person at the office, as you are at home, as you are uh, in the community. Yeah, I, I kind of want to add in there because you were making me think. When I have initial calls with potential clients, uh, I kind of give them, uh, you know, my little warning, you know, in the commercials when there's this little script on there that says side effects and all that good stuff. So, <laughs> so, I, so I have to give them the, the, the side effects are that um, I'm probably going to be a little bit uh, aggressive with you because I'm really care about what I do. Um, I'm probably going to say something that you think is, should have been filtered out. Uh, I'm, and I'm going to give you 110% and that's the way that I am. And I say, I will walk in traffic for you, but don't ask me to do it. And so I like to, <laughs> make, I like to make sure that I'm on the same page. Right. And then if there's issues, I can say, okay, I understand we have bad days. We had this conversation, right? I am who I am. To a certain extent, I try and learn and listen, but this is the way that I operate. And if you can work with me, you're going to be very happy. If you want to engage me and you don't work that way, you're, you're, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold back from you on the way that I feel if you ask me. Good. Thanks, Ernie. And again, um, if you're hearing something uh, that Ernie's talking about and that's a challenge for you, please drop some comments below and so we can interact that way. So Ernie, again, thank you so much for joining us today. I really valued what you had to say. You've given the audience a lot of really good nuggets. And so this is the time in the podcast where 
I ask you, what are some things that you're working on right now, Ernie, and how can our listeners get a hold of you? Anyone who wants to find me, the easiest way is uh, just on LinkedIn, uh, Ernie Humphrey. You'll be able to see that, hopefully, um, in the chat area, if you guys would pop that in there uh, for me. If you want to see what's going on in terms of my webinars, which are focused on the office of the CFO, but also focused on professional development, uh, one word, treasurywebinars.com. And it was a pleasure uh, to be on your podcast today. And uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Ernie, again, thank you so much for joining us today. We really valued what you had to say. You had a lot of nuggets and I appreciate that. For the listeners, please like, follow and subscribe so that we can grow the show. We can have more great guests on like Ernie and that will then allow you to grow your businesses. Oh.